You're listening to the Sports by Dummies for Dummies podcast. How's it going, guys? We had about a week of preparation after thinking after the NBA was going on, and now we're talking about NFL. Do you guys have any thoughts about the NFL, like opening thoughts? I would be incredibly cold if I had to play outside. Like, I I have seen, believe it or not, I have seen a few football games in my time, and just seeing, like, the playoffs, I think, or, like, like the the towards end of the season time games, uh, seeing those guys, like, outside while someone on the sidelines is, like, bundled up, I'm like, they do get paid a lot, but they have to stand outside for a few hours, so... I don't know. I think it, it might cold. be worth it. <laughs> uh, some of, some of the, all, all the benches are heated. They The jackets actually are heated as well. So those jackets they put on, those big old jackets, uh, there's those are very like insulated and they have like I forget how they heat them, but that's why they that's why they wear them when they're on the sideline is because it keeps them warm and everything, because they do have not like a not like a space heater on the inside, but it's just heated. But yeah, that's just some weird information that I know about that. Good to know. Well, in that case, if I had a heated jacket uh, for a few millions, I would probably stand <laughs> outside for a little while. But I mean, then you also, you got to think about, you see the fans out there as well who are just freezing. <laughs> like Green Bay, like Wisconsin. Yeah, they I don't, don't get know. paid to do that. They pay to do that. They pay to stand out there in negative degree weather. I don't know why. Like, I get why they don't build a roof because it's tradition and all that. But uh, you would think after a while, somebody would say, you know, it's quite cold here in Green Bay. We might want to put a roof on the on the stadium. <laughs> yeah, they get quite the home field advantage for that, though. You know, they, they're used to playing in the cold temperatures and the snow. So, like, when a when a team comes from down south, they don't, they don't play in it as often. They play in it maybe also. once or twice a year. That is that is a very good point, and that is also why you will never see a t- uh, Super Bowl played in the northern, uh, like, I don't know how you the northern side of the continent, not continent. <laughs> oh no, I did it again. <laughs> Sorry, but it's okay. I'm not good at math, and I'm not good at geography. I know sports, and that's about it. We're just gonna move on. Well, I guess in that but case, anyway. I'm over three. <laughs> Nice. Anyway, that's you. You'll never see one in the north because that's where all the snow is, and they're not gonna have a Super Bowl where nobody goes to it because it's freezing. And that's why, if you notice, all the Super Bowls, like this past one, was in Florida, and it'll either be in a dome in the north or it'll be down south where it's warm. Oh, yeah, like you were saying, I didn't even think about like uh, players from more southern states being acclimated to doing things in certain temperatures as opposed to the guys that are uh, more acclimated just for like a higher elevation and the changing air conditions and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it's not a super big advantage, but, you know, you get used to playing in a certain condition, you're automatically going to be a little bit better than the people that aren't used to it. So it, it definitely helps. And, and a final thought on this. Um, so teams that are really good at running the football – uh, they usually they're usually cold weather teams because you can't throw and catch they're freezing it's a lot harder to catch so they're usually very run dominant run heavy teams where they run the football and they just hand it off 
but that's that's where they so if they go down south and play a team that can throw the ball a lot it's a very different game when you're playing in 70 degree weather versus negative degree weather but that also gets us into the the basics of the game sam uh do you know anything about football what do, what do you know about football? Well, contrary to what the name would imply, well, I guess there, it it's more predominantly a handball game as opposed to... I mean, I know there's like a kicker and you can score points for um, kicking the ball through the goalposts and things like that, as well as um, there's like a, a designated team member. Um, there's like... I want to say linemen, um, that is a, that is a, that is a group of positions. There you go. That that is another position. A quarterback. Um, I know that. So I want to say, correct me if I'm wrong. Does the quarterback, there's a guy that hikes the ball to someone and I'm pretty sure the person that catches that ball is the quarterback and then they throw it to someone. And if they catch it, um, that's a pass, and then if they drop it, it's a fumble, and uh, there's touchdowns, and I think touchdowns are worth a considerable amount of points uh, compared to just a normal, uh, like a goal in basketball. So yeah, you got you got most of that right. Uh, if they drop a pass, it's not a fumble; it is a incomplete pass. Oh, okay. They have to. There's there's a whole bunch of. They have to have possession, and that's where rules come in. That, yeah, that's that's okay. a whole other issue with the review system and how they do that. But if if he just if it just hits his hands and he doesn't catch it or anything, that's just an incomplete pass. Okay. But uh, you were correct about the quarterback and how that all transpires. Do you know how the kickoffs work? Um, no. You know, you know, there's a kicker. Me. I do know there's a kicker and there's a dedicated position for that because a friend of mine in high school that he played hockey and he was also on the football team and he was just the kicker. He would come out, he would kick the ball, and he would leave. <laughs> that, that was it. And that's actually how that's how my high school did it as well. They we recruited uh, from the soccer team. Like I played on the soccer team, so the football team would come and be like, uh, "Does anybody want to come kick for the football team?" And so the football players always have, you know, bigger cleats, like to protect their ankles and stuff. The soccer player would wear his cleats out there like a soccer cleats. So it was always kind of funny because you could tell who the soccer player was because he had the more colorful cleats on. Oh, yeah. Now that you think about it, now to mention that, that does make sense. I'm thinking back and yeah, they were like pink or like neon blue or (laughs) just something like that. I don't know. Well, well, that's just that's just how the soccer cleats are. They're very colorful. I don't know why they are, but that's just how they are compared to like football, who is just very you know basic colors or like the team colors. Uh, Tyler, is there, is there anything you want to add on the position that Sam knew or did not know? Um, it was, I mean, it was definitely an improvement to where we were standing at basketball. So I'm proud of you. <laughs> you know, that. that's a good point. But yeah. no, I, I was going to say kickoff is like you were right. They, they, it's, it's how they start the game. They kick the ball off. Well, I, I take that back. They start the game with a coin toss, okay. which I mean, let's be real. That is, that, 
has always blown my mind. Like, I, I know it's not going to change. That's just how football is. But, like, that just you, does not make sense to me. You you talking, like, how they do a coin flip? Yeah, why? That That is not a thing I, in any other sport. I don't think it really other, should be a thing. I, every other sport is, I guess, the jump ball. And I don't, I don't know if there's a way. There is a way. So the XFL, the football league that tried to come up, they had, like, when Vince McMahon had it, they did an opening scrum. So they would, like, I don't know who would, like, somebody would, like, punt it or throw it, and there would just be an opening mad dash. Whoever gets the ball first gets the ball to start the game. <laughs> I would love to see that in the NFL. It won't happen because that'll just yeah. lead to injuries, but, like, that would be fun to watch. Also, go another, get it. You want the ball? Weird fact of, a weird fact of information: they actually changed the kickoff so much because it was the play that everybody got injured the most on. Uh, I mean, I guess the coin toss saves in, injuries, and that's well, a good they, thing. But it it saves the injuries from that point, and it's also because on kickoffs, when you kick off, um, you can onside kick it, which is kicking it shorter like a shorter distance and trying to recover it. And if you recover it, you get the ball. So there's that. Or if you kick it off like normally and you just kick it as far as you can, um, that's how you get possession. And that's just kind of, I don't know. It's just how they've always done it. I guess there's no other way to do it because you can't like do a throw in like soccer. You can't do a face off like hockey and you can't do a jump ball like NBA. So I, so I guess it's the safest way with a bunch of dudes running around with pads and everything trying to kill each other. Yeah, I mean, football fields are big. These these players are getting 80 yards to run full speed at someone and then hit them. <laughs> it's kind of scary. That's why they actually changed it to where the kickoff team, the team kicking off, used to be able to get a running start mm-hmm. to hit the guys. And they had these positions called wedge busters because you could, like, almost lock arms with guys and just make like a wall there. The guy's job on the team was to run as hard as he could at that and break it up. It was called the wedge buster. So you're saying they formed an actual wall of, yeah, like they, 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 they got as close as not like everybody on the, but like if you're following, Oh, there'd be like three people in front of you. If you had the ball as a returner, There'd be three people in front of you just clearing away, kind of like an arrow. Uh-huh. And they'd, like, form, like, the... Have you seen the Mighty Ducks? No. Hold up. What's the soccer movie where this happens? Oh, please. It's a Will Ferrell movie, I think. Kicking and Screaming. Yes. Don't they do that in that? They yeah, make, like, an arrow the, with the kids. It's the, it's the flying V. Yeah. Yeah. And so they just they just keep everything to the outside so you don't get killed. Well, but there would there, the would guy's job who would run full speed. So most guys, some some guys who are on special teams, they're the guys who can't be a receiver or they're trying to make the team. So they would run full speed and try and jump into these wedge wedges and break them up. Oh, wow. They would throw dive head first and just try and knock everybody out. I got you. But I suppose it, if I was running with the ball, I would be grateful that there was someone that uh, 
or in people front of you. Yeah, <laughs> so that I just didn't get absolutely flattened because I've I have seen um it on like online on Facebook or just social media in general like uh, gruesome plays or something like that if someone gets severely injured and I I don't think I would be I would want to be on the bottom of one of those uh, pileups. That is very very. Yeah, those those pileups are crazy. I've heard a bunch of like stories just from former players of like what happens at the bottom of a pile. Would not want to be a part of it. Not want to be a part of that. But that's that's all just about the kickoff and the start of the game and there's there's a lot they go football's a very simple game, but it's also you can make it as complex as you want. So there's all that different stuff. That's it literally takes probably 5 seconds that play. Wow. So I probably went into a see. I I probably went into more in depth because that doesn't even matter anymore because the kickoff now they just stand still okay. because of that. Well, but it's, it's good to know where it came from. It's like uh, yeah. how they teach you to do math by hand and or in your head before the in, in elementary school before they give you a graphing calculator in high school. You got to know how you got to where you are so that you don't just. You know, and and that's where all the all the rules change uh, every year. For the most in the NFL, they always have a players meeting to like, okay, how do we make the game safer? Because it is unlike basketball and things like that. It's like basketball is a sport where there is contact, but it's not running full force into other dudes' heads. I guess. Yeah, this is a pretty contact sport. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Football is a contact sport, for those of you who did not know. But um, that's just to start the game. So then you have offense and defense. Like, or I guess we should... How many How many points is a touchdown worth, Sam? Um, I If I had to guess, I seven, maybe? Uh, You're close. Eight? You're close. Uh, it's I'm not sure. So so it's six for a touchdown, oh. and then the extra point that they kick is worth one. So it's usually seven, but if they miss that kick, then it's then it's only six, okay. or you can go for two and make it eight. How would you go for two? Uh, you place the ball at the two yard line, oh. or I think it's the two yard line. From the goal line, so you have you have to get two yards to get two points. And good to know. That's yeah. That's I'm actually um, looking up a football field layout just so I can, just like yeah. a, a mental picture. I guess a, not mental. Well, but. yeah. Just lay out two yard sticks in your mind, and there you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. But and so they actually move the extra point back and things like that. But it used to be like right on the goal line, but now they moved it back. And so now kicking the extra point and going for two is a topic among players and coaches on what what do the statistics say is whatever gives you the best chance to win mm-hmm. um, in that situation. So if you're late in the game down by a lot, uh, you can go for two and then try and get the onside, things like that, late game tactics. Okay, I got you. But, but, usually, but usually you'll just see them kick the, kick the extra point. And then... There's the last way to score points, I guess there's a safety if you tackle the opposing team in their own end zone. Mm-hmm. That's a safety, and that's only worth two points. Okay. And then a field goal, which is kicking it, like you were correct, it is worth three points. 
Okay, I got you. I feel like I need a pen and paper. <laughs> well, yeah, Take that notes. is that is, yeah, that is. Tyler Tyler can attest to this. When we called some football games, um, sometimes sometimes you get a little carried away with talking about things, and then you'll forget what's happening. But sometimes the score can get very uh, odd. There's no real rhyme or reason. There's no real easy way. Yeah, because like with basketball, it's either two, three, one, two, or three. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe four if they if something crazy happens but with football it can it can change in an instant or it can be seven zero for half the game it it all kind of depends on how the game goes okay good deal but i feel like i have a better understanding of that now yeah knowing knowing how the scoring works is a big part of it um tyler is there anything you want to add to that one it's not easy um I would say touchdowns, simple concept to understand. Field goals, simple concept to understand. But, you know, besides that, safety's kind of confusing. It took me a while to understand how that works. Um, the extra points after you score a touchdown, like you can go for the one or you can go for the two, kind of confusing. But, like, even this is how I've always thought of it. Because, I mean, I didn't really understand football until probably – two years ago like i, I kind of watched it i don't think you need to understand it fully to enjoy it just so long as you have like a an idea of what's going on just because you wouldn't want to sit there and just um watch them throw it back and forth because that's not really you're not gaining anything from that but if you understand the the framework of it you, you can kind of without a doubt there's usually more people there or there's people there or with you that know more what they're talking about like if i was watching it with you guys if something happened that was real niche or specific i could just ask you and just pick up from where we were going i would say watching a game if you don't understand football at all the most important things to understand are you know a touchdown obviously a field goal obviously and then probably maybe like the downs and the yardage would be the next most important thing. I was actually getting ready to get to that. So, Sam, the way they move down the field is this this is where it gets there's there's a lot of numbers that are gonna get thrown around, but okay. you know, it all it'll all work out. So say you start on the twenty so the field it goes ten, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty. Yep. 40, 30, 20, 10. Okay. So it's broke into two sections of 50. To make 100. So if you... Yes. Math is... So if you start on your 20-yard line... Uh Uh-huh. You have four downs to get 10 yards. If you get that 10 yards, that's a first down, and then you get a new set of downs. Okay. So you have... when you say you uh, with me so far. Yeah, so when you say a down, that means like you you have four opportunities to move those ten yards and then from there you start off fresh, but you can exceed those ten yards yes. and still reset. Yes. Okay. Yes. So you have so a total of sixteen you, you, to get a touchdown? Well so say you have a play that goes twenty yards or goes fifteen yards, you'll start so say you're at your own twenty. Uh-huh. And you get 15 yards, it'll start first and 10 from the yard line. So however many yards you get, 
So say you get a 50-yard play or a 40. As long as you pass that first down, wherever you end up, it's first down from, say, you're at the 49-yard line. It's first down 10 yards, 49-yard line. Okay. You got you you with me on that? Yeah, that is, it's a little bit to wrap my head around, but yeah, it, it's, it's it makes a, a lot more to, sense because I even even until I don't know twenty minutes ago when we started recording, I I you mentioned the downs, and I remember because like on the the video version, I guess if you're not watching it live, how they project onto the screen like the first and ten or like the just stuff like that. And that, and that is very nice that enough they have a they have a nice yellow line that they put out there um and i have a fun my aunt when she went to the game she uh, goes so where's the yellow line <laughs> when, when we went to the game she was like where's the yellow line like i don't how do i know so mm-hmm. obviously there's that when you're on tv but yeah that's just the that's the down marker how you're moving down the field and if you don't get it in four um, then it you can either hands. you can either punt, which is kicking the ball to the other team instead of just giving it to them. Okay. Or you can go for it. If you don't make it, they get the ball right where you had it. Oh wow. Okay. So, so if you're it's all closer to your um, your own territory. It might be more advantageous to try and punt it and then get it as far away from them getting a touchdown as you possibly can. Damn, I am very proud of you for that statement. That, that, that was, That's exactly I, how football works. You I, got I, it. I, that was you got a, it. You're learning. <laughs> well, this is what this is all that, about. I, I'm actually. That, that was impressive. I'm gonna be. I was. I thought I was gonna have to. Because I was. I was just to add on to that. So say they kick it out of bounds they get the ball wherever you kick it out of bounds. So if you have a very accurate punter, he can punt it out of bounds, say, at the three or the two-yard line. Say he kicks it out there. They get the ball on their own two-yard line. Oh, wow. And then they have to make up all that ground. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. I got you. So football is a very big field possession game where if you can control the clock and you have good field position, you're probably going to win the game. Okay. I yeah, got you. Like, so realistically, if you start on your own two-yard line, so like say that happens, and you have a great drive where you go 70 yards, uh, we'll cut it back to 60 yards down the field, and all of a sudden you're on their side of the field and in decent position, you're not going to punt it, obviously, but you're a little far for a field goal maybe if you're around the 50-yard marker or so. So um, you just go for the fourth down, and if you don't make it, all in all, that's still a pretty good drive because you you got out of your own half of the field, basically. Mm-hmm. Not exactly, but like you you made their field positioning worse, and okay. that is always a positive. Even if you don't score, if you make their field position worse, then it's still kind of a positive. Okay, and then I I was curious. Um, Will, did you mention a second ago like controlling the clock or something like that, or being I good did, with time? Yes. Okay, that. Yeah. I I have a question. Not to get back too much on the basketball, but I know like, um, in a situation where the game would be coming down to the wire and it's like real neck and neck, you can. I I'm pretty sure I've seen people just like dribbling the ball like just to waste time is there any sort of equivalent 
of that in football? Because, I mean, you're, it's a, a linear thing. You're going one direction or the other. It's not like you can really go side to side as much as you can, like in basketball. Or am I just completely backwards? No, you actually, you actually had a very – you had a really good point. So with basketball, they dribble it out trying to get the last shot. So they can they can go ahead with little time lock. So the equivalent to that in football, this will lead us into the position, is – running it so if you run the football and hand it off mm-hmm. the clock runs until you throw an incomplete pass or go out of bounds okay or the other team or you call a timeout or there is a penalty other than that the clock runs so they're 15 minute quarters so, so regardless so, of what you're doing it's it's ticking down so say say yeah. So if you hand the ball off and it's uh, I forget how long the play clock is, but if you let it run all the way down, you the clock's gonna keep running and you hike it, hand it off. It's gonna keep going. Uh, it also it also stops at a change of possession. Okay. But Answer that is that, that question, is, Will. It's it's forty seconds. Is what oh, the play clock uh, is so, in the NFL. So you could so Sam, if you hiked it at one second each time. Uh, or like for two plays in a row to kill a bunch of clock near the end of the game, you could, so that's what they call taking a knee or like victory formation where the quarterback literally just takes a knee on the field. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, well, we're going to win. So I'm just going to take this down (laughs) and run out the clock. But do the other, if they say there's four minutes left in the game and they don't want to throw it or anything because they have the lead and Uh they can't kneel it out yet, they will just hand it off. Just keep the clock rolling, and then just that's how they dribble out the clock, and so okay. to speak. Man, if, if you were on the opposing team, that was like really, like right there, like really trying to take it back. That sounds infuriating. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That, that's that's why good running teams, uh, if they if they can get a lead, they can infuriate teams uh, leading in the positions. Um, Derrick Henry, a big big man. I am googling is, him now. Yeah, Derrick Henry is a one of the best running backs in the league uh, today. He's one of the biggest. Uh, Tyler, do you have anything? I know you're more of a basketball guy, but you know who Derrick Henry is, I do believe. Absolutely. When I said one of, I'm just saying that, like right now, I, I don't think it's really a debate. That's. I, I was. I was just. I. I watch football way too much, but he. He is. There, there is no running back like him. He is, he is very big, very strong, and very fast. Well, I was gonna say, I just the when I googled him, the just like the Wikipedia top results, it says his forty yard dash time is four point five seconds. So uh, he can run forty yards in four point five seconds. That's what that is. I, wow. I figured you knew how that was. Well, but I, that's... I figured. I just wanted to say, like, relative yeah. to. Um, like just other well-known players, which I don't know many of those. Um, the is that four point five like really something spectacular or? I mean, it's it's fast, but it's not like it's not like a record. It's not even close to a record. It's it's fast. It's not okay. like he's well, how big he is. It's fast. Okay, I get that's, that's all. That's all I need to know. We don't. I don't necessarily need any more depth on that. I just I was something yeah. that. Popped into my head, so. And and we can talk a little bit more about the combine and stuff later, and how they how they measure some of that. But going going on to the some of the positions, uh, you already mentioned the quarterback. Uh-huh. Uh Do you do you know any quarterbacks like any big name quarterbacks? Peyton Manning, <laughs> I think. Oh, he retired. Re- but he definitely counts. 
I am proud that you said that, honestly. I'm, I'm proud that you said Peyton Manning. Well, because oh, I, I am in a Indiana. I, I'm pretty sure there's a uh, Peyton Manning's Children's Hospital about every 20 miles, so... Peyton Manning is... But no, uh, yeah... He he is one of the better he his Hall of Fame discussion to get him into the Hall of Fame I think took seventeen seconds. Oh wow! Yeah, like so he ran. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's when they said uh, Peyton Manning. Okay, he's in. And it just took seventeen seconds for everyone to say yes. That's probably about it. Oh, yeah, wow. that's 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 how long his uh, his thing took. And so, then, just out of curiosity, you said that um, that Hall of Fame discussion. Uh, there's, I guess. Uh, I guess I've never considered how that process works. Do, is there a certain amount of accolades? Like, is there like a set bar requirement, or is it just like on a per player basis how they uh, not per, make their way in? It's not per player, but it's also not like a set thing. It's kind of like for, per the position, I would say. Okay. So they I have mean, like honestly. a. It's hard to explain. I would we say per ex- player kind of fits it. There, there's a yeah. committee, basically. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a committee of uh, writers, a, analysts, coaches, players. Yeah, it's a it's a big committee, and it's like, hey, um, who do we think do we think this player should be in the Hall of Fame? Peyton Manning, yes. Tom okay. Brady, yes. All the uh, the great ones make it to the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Most okay. most of the time, ninety I'd go ninety nine percent of the time. Nope. But moving on, uh, the guy that you you talked about him, you also said this in the beginning, uh, the center is the one that hikes the ball to the quarterback. Okay. And then you have left guard, right guard, left tackle, and right tackle, and those are all lineman positions, and they protect the quarterback and the running back. Okay, good deal. Well, the, run, the running back, they, they create an opening for the running back to run through. Okay. I got you. So that so they they maneuver themselves to block in a way so where they can get, get in front of shot. the defense and block for the running back. Mm-hmm. But they also, if the quarterback is throwing it, they get in a formation to, I guess, make like a semicircle around the quarterback to protect him. Okay. And then, um, going. Because uh, the the lineman, there's a whole lot you could discuss with that as well. Because mm-hmm. each position could go, you could go in depth forever on. Oh, I'm sure. And and then then the only then there's tight end who is also on the line. He I'm assuming block. they're at the end. Yeah, they're they're on the, <laughs> they're on the end of some sort, but they could also block. They can go out and catch it. They are very Jack of versatile. All yes, they are very versatile in what they do. There's also the fullback who is once again he can run. He's usually used as a blocker for the mm-hmm. running back. Okay. They'll send him right in front of the running back, and the different formations that they're set up in. Kind of like a wingman. Kind of like that, yeah. Um, gotcha. You can use it as a misdirection or throw him in front. So if you're throwing it to the outside, you'll at least have one guy in front of you. Uh huh. So even if they send, even if they kill. send two. Hopefully you only have to deal with one of those coming at you as the ball carrier. Mm -hmm. And then the final position on offense is receivers. And those are the guys who are catching the ball. Uh And once again, we can go up on in depth more with this later, but that is, (laughs) it's that's football is hard is hard, but easy because you can go so in depth and so 
not in depth. I was gonna say I, I kind of get the vibe that you know a little bit about football. <laughs> uh, I I do I do yeah. Just I actually I have some family members that played for Vince Lombardi, the guy that they named the Super Bowl trophy after. He oh, played wow. on Green Bay. He played on the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. I football is in my blood. It's kind of, it's kind of what I know. Subtle <laughs> brag, but so, yeah, subtle no, flex. subtle don't subtle brag it. there. But um, going with that, I've just watched it my whole life, and that's how I know all this. But going to the defensive side, without racking your brain too much on the positions, because we can focus on offense and defense separately. To give you the basics, mm-hmm. to guard the receiver. There is the cornerback. Corner. Not the quarter. Corner. Yes. They're the ones that guard the wide receivers. There is the defensive line, which is left left and right end and defensive tackle, who are the guys in the middle. The defense is a lot easier because then in the in the secondary, which is the second level, so the defensive line is the first level. Mm -hmm. And then there's the second level for the the defense you have left outside linebacker right outside linebacker and then the middle linebacker okay and those are kind of the guys who control the defense Mm -hmm. and then at the very last level you have safety okay and that actually kind of raises a question this this may be a bit of a silly question but i i feel comfortable asking you guys above anyone else (laughs) but um so there, there's a lot of people on a football team. I, Correct. I know this just from being at high school football games and stuff, seeing the massive amount of players standing by the, oh, yeah. by the benches and stuff like that. So, when say the the ball is in possession by team one and team two is defending on team mm-hmm. one, they have like you said the quarterback and all of those other names that I already yeah. can't repeat and. Um, <laughs> On the defensive team, they have all of those defensive players, like you said. So each yeah. time the ball changes possession, do they pretty much swap out like the entire roster that's on field? Or are there people that, that, that stay? That's where they go with uh, – they're in high school, they would probably – there's some that might stay, but in the NFL, it's offense, you're out. Defense, you're on. Okay, so it's just like a whole uh, – just like – pluck them and then drop a new set okay i yeah just before we got any further talking about this different sides and stuff i just wanted to make sure that i had the right picture in my head because i was thinking like so if the one team has the quarterback it uh wouldn't make sense for the other team's quarterback to be out okay well so so in high school you might have a quarterback who is very athletic and you might put him at defense maybe not it just depends on the team but you might have a guy that plays defense and offense some of the time it all ju- it all just kind of depends on the team and how they play. Okay. But like I said, football is a very either simple sport, like Tyler said at the beginning, where you don't have to know all these positions to know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You just have to know who's playing, and that's about it. And you can have yourself a pretty good evening because the nice thing about football is it's it's weekly mm-hmm. and it's every Sunday. So there's it's just always a bunch of on. dudes hitting each other, man. How it's, can you yeah, not enjoy it? Grab a beer and just watch people try to kill each other. Have fun. That's 
that's that's why the NFL is the way it is. They you can either go very complex with it, like I know, you can go very simple with it. Where Tyler said, you can just grab a beer and watch people hit each other. That's <laughs> that's always a good. That's that's the best part about it. it you can you can enjoy it with anybody. There's we some, could all, something for everybody. There there's something about football that just kind of brings people together. That's why I don't know if you noticed there was a Super Bowl that happened. That is the championship. It is called the Super Bowl. I did. I do remember hearing a thing about that. <laughs> the super. So Super Bowl parties are where people who don't watch Super. It's a little different now with COVID and all that. But Super Bowl parties are where people who don't know football and people who love football uh-huh. get together and watch football. Oh. Okay. Because it's there's a party. usually food provided. I in exactly. my time I have been to a single Super Bowl party and I had to be. Probably six to nine years old, maybe. I, I don't know. Very young. I was definitely under 10 because we. I remember very distinctly I watched a few minutes of it, had a soda, and one of the kids there had uh, his Game Boy, and there were like four or five of us that sat around this one kid playing Pokemon for like hours. So that's my most fond Super Bowl party experience to date and my only Super Bowl party experience to date. So. And fun. Oh yeah, yeah I had yeah. a blast. And <laughs> little did you know, football was involved. What were you gonna say, Tyler? I was gonna ask Sam. Were were you not at our football party two years ago? I actually, you're right. Okay, so I I take that back. I leading up to your the F- Super Bowl party that you hosted at your apartment. Okay. That that I do remember a friend of yours tipped over a couch and that i it's yeah. a pretty close race but tommy tipping over the couch um takes the cake of watching pokemon when i was like seven so yeah, no. i take back I what i said that super thank bowl you. so much thank as you as a rams fan yeah but that's the thing i i was upset that the rams lost the game because i wanted i really wanted to see them win as being a rams fan my whole life but even then i after the game was over and i was you know, took a couple minutes of just wondering what I just watched because that was terrible. Uh, I still had a blast because I was around my friends watching a sport that I loved. So it's, you don't really need to, like I said, it's, football is a very simple sport, but you can make it as complex as you want. Well, I I feel like that would really help with the barrier of entry just because like, like you were saying, you really don't need to know all that about it to enjoy it because I feel like even literally with just our 30 minute conversation we've had here, I feel like I could sit and actually understand more of what was taking place as opposed to before when I would just be like, well, I could watch this or watch paint dry and I would get about the same reaction from both of them. So. And that's what we're trying. And that's what we're trying to do with you, Sam. Is we, you, we, you're being friends with all of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot I of like us like sports. So. <laughs> you friends? Don't be <laughs> like that. I'm we're just kidding. I'm just kidding. We're, but we, we, we want you to participate in this conversation because mm-hmm. people who enjoy sports want other people to join in on the conversation mm-hmm. if they feel like they want to join in. Oh, if yeah. That's a good way of putting that. Yeah, that makes sense. Pe- people who like sports are always willing to share their information about sports. Because it's something and... that they love. 
and it's something like me. I, I told you way more information than you needed to know. Maybe just a little bit. <laughs> it's okay. You can you can tell me. I know. <laughs> you can you can tell me. I know. I, I'm a know-it-all when it comes to this. It's okay. But that's... I just... I love talking about it to the point where... That's why I invited you guys to do this podcast. Is... It's, it's a way to spread joy to people who... You know... Maybe you don't have a... I, I can go home and, you know, there's probably a sport on. Like, the Blues are playing tonight. There's always sports going on. There's always something to talk about. And that's one of the reasons I fell in love with it. And I and I think that is a... If you guys have anything else to say on that? Yeah, that sounds like a... I, I don't... I mean, I, I'm not really the, the, the local resident encyclopedia, but I think that wraps up what I have to say. Yeah, I'm pretty content. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, uh, that'll, that'll do it for this episode. Sports by Dummies for Dummies. Thank you all for listening. Good deal. Have a good one. <laughs>